You're listening to That's Basically the 80s. Here are your hosts, Chris and Corey. Top of the morning, officer. Hi. Is there something I can help you with? What the hell are you driving here? We had a small fire last night, but we caught it in the nick of time. <laughs> you have any idea how fast you were going? Well, funnily enough, I was just talking to my friend about that. Our speedometer's melted, and as a result, it's very hard to say with any degree of accuracy exactly uh, how fast we were going. 78 miles an hour. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Yeah. Wait, is this coming out Monday before Thanksgiving? Yeah, this is our Thanksgiving episode. Yeah. Have you lost your damn mind? No, I just was making sure we weren't, like, surprising bitches and throwing it out on Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. So... Apparently you were just driving way too fast, like 78 miles an hour, and mm-hmm. then you left your brain behind you, and yep. it's just still catching up? Still catching up. So, yeah, just uh, want to welcome everybody out to our Planes, Trains, and Automobiles episode. Mm-hmm. Should have been called like Planes, Trains, Automobiles, Buses, Back of Trucks, uh, Weird Cab with like dildos in the back, seat. Tow trucks. Tow trucks. Nasty Hotels. Yep. Times Two. Like Walk Through a Field. Yeah, should have been called just like all that shit. The, the shit's going to happen. You're not going to like it, mm-hmm. but you can either be negative or positive. Right. So where do you want to start out on this one? The fact that this is another Howard Hughes movie mm-hmm. that we're hitting? Yeah. The genius himself. Um, Howard, I don't know. Like what? I was going to say Howard John Hughes. Yes. Howard Johnson Hudewaker. Um, I don't know. Like it starts out. And that fucking boss is just looking at the picture, right? Of like two almost identical advertisements. Right, the yeah. at the board meeting. Mm-hmm. And Steve Martin's like, I fucking gotta go. I gotta catch an airplane. Mm-hmm. He's sitting there talking to Ferris Bueller's dad. Yeah. And he's like completely played Ferris's dad in that role, just stared at him like, mm-hmm. I wonder if Ferris is doing better, you know? Right. Probably was Ferris's dad, actually. And he's just sitting there thinking about... Uh, his girlfriend in the cab flirted with him earlier. Mm-hmm. He's like, man, who is that girl? She was cute. Right. She looks familiar, though. But, um, yeah. So that's how the movie starts out. And then you know it's going to be a comedy because that guy just stares for five minutes and doesn't say anything and then, like, goes to say something and then goes back and doesn't say anything again. And then they leave. And he's like, if I can spend three hours looking at them things to reconvene after the holidays, son of a bitch. Right. And quick cool note on that uh we didn't follow this all the way through the credits but did you know that there's an after credit scene in this i found out yeah it shows that boss sitting at the same desk still looking at the pictures with his thanksgiving dinner sitting out on his desk oh really yeah we didn't (laughs) i didn't even think to go through the after credits but yeah it's not like a thing that really happened in the 80s i wouldn't have thought about it either right it's more of like a marvel cinematic Mm -hmm. universe thing now you know but so yeah so here we are and uh, there's a cool couple cool things that, like, John, just to say for John Hughes for me before we really get into this movie, mm-hmm. um, he's, he's such a genius because you've got, you got uh, him sitting in the board meeting with Ferris's dad. Mm-hmm. Then later, you've got him running down the road racing another guy, which is Kevin Bacon. Right. Which is also, I guess, Kevin Bacon, is that's supposed to be the character from the John Hughes movie, She's Having a Baby. So he's a cameo in there. And then later in She's Having a Baby, John Candy makes a cameo in that movie. So he like in 
puts all of his movies just entwines mm-hmm. them all together like they're, they're all, all part of the, of the same universe, universe. Yeah. nice so what if whenever john candy made a cameo in the movie he called them candios candios john yeah. candios yeah what if he just ran around and was like i got nothing yeah, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of that, also, another quick fact before we jump into this too much is later they're in the hotel uh-huh. and there's a movie playing on the TV. Yep. It's actually the movie She's Having a Baby, mm. which came out after this movie. So they're mind fucking yeah. Yeah, so figure all that out. Dang. John Hughes. He's a, he's a genius. Yep. So, all right. So this movie, I thought I had seen it before, but... I didn't really remember any of it, so mm-hmm. I don't think I've seen it before until we watched it. Right. And yeah, I've never seen it. I, I always confuse it with Train Spotting, which is not the same movie at all. Right. And I always confused it with Canadian Bacon, which came out in like '95, but yeah. still had John Candy in it. And your wife confused it with Throw Mama from the Train. And uh, yeah, which is so, a Danny DeVito movie. And then the other one was uh, Snakes on a Train. I thought maybe it could have been that one. Snakes on a Train. <laughs> <laughs> But no, this what movie... about like Snape's on a train? It's Snape. just Professor Snape on a train. <laughs> I like That'd it. That'd be a good movie. What if it was like, no, that's probably the best one, Snape's on a mm-hmm. train. He's just like Potter. Is he ever on any of, like, you know how they go like the Hogwarts right, Express? The Hogwarts Is he train. ever on any of those? He's probably like back in the caboose just fucking around. Yeah. I mean, he I, he kind of seems like a caboose kind of guy, mm-hmm. you know? He's like, where are you going to go? He's like, I want the rear, you know? Yeah, let me get on that caboose. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Dumbledore's like... What? My caboose, or and he's like, "Look, old man, I'm not saying I already missed out on one piece of ass." <laughs> so if you're inviting, <laughs> I'm accepted. <laughs> he's like, "No, I I just really like trains." Okay, right. get serious for a second. Yeah, serious black. <laughs> We're gonna just go around in circles. Yeah. <laughs> this is our Harry Potter podcast now. <laughs> I guess if there's a demand for us to do a Harry Potter podcast, then people will tell us we need more of this, and then that's what we'll do. Yeah, we'll start, we'll... Our second podcast, we'll just talk about all the fucking Harry Potters. Yeah, we could talk about Harry Potter for at least a good 45 seconds. Mm-hmm. Like, we could talk shit. Easily. But So anyways, this movie, I loved it. I laughed so much. Mm-hmm. Um, Funny-ass movie. Just to start, like, he was so dramatic. He's like, hey, Steve, I... Uh, I really hated that meeting. I got to catch this plane, but I forgot my gloves. Right. You know? And he's just like, should I go get them? No. I got to catch this plane. No. Hey, man, will you go get my gloves? And then he fucking, he's like, dude, you're never going to make that plane. He's like, just ride in the 8 o'clock plane with me. Which, I mean, it probably would have worked out better for him, but then, like, it wouldn't have worked out. He wouldn't have had an adventure. He might have just, well, he might have. He might have went out and had some freaking hotel drinks and, you know, and then had a little cocaine or something, you know, or maybe yeah, he just yeah. went to bed. He's mm-hmm. like, fuck it, I'll just rent a car and I'll drive there tomorrow. Yeah. Because how far is Chicago from New York? Mm. I don't know. I imagine it's still probably a good 10, 15 hour drive. Yeah, I think it's quite a ways still. I can't imagine. Like, why would you live in Chicago and then work in New York? Well, because you probably, well, like he works in advertising. So like in the 80s, like that'd be like the advertising hub. So like, maybe he just travels a lot for work. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, be. lots of people, like when I worked for Delta Airlines in the early 2000s, they had a shuttle airplane that was, that flew from the three airports inside New York out to like Pennsylvania and Chicago every single day. And people rode them back and forth just like they would the bus. Like they would just commute into New York City for work. From, so it was probably more like a business bus plane rather than... No, it's just like a regular ass Delta airplane. 
Oh. It's just called the shuttle, and it's like 100 bucks round trip or something. They would just fly in and fly would back. You, would you get first class on there and then get demoted down to coach? Like Is that yeah. a thing? Does that happen? Um, they probably, like, probably it could, but they would probably just refund him. Like, would they try to, I guess. But right, they're like, well, you just go sit back there and we're going to refund you that money back. And he's right. like, I don't want it. <laughs> so, I, do, I guess I never really understood, like, how do you overbook an airplane? Oh, they do it all the time. That's I know. standard operating. It's like you you have 100 seats, mm-hmm. and you're going to sell 110. Yeah, they do that because they know that the chances are that on average, like 10 seats won't show up because of delayed flights or just people like not getting through security and stuff, and it costs them less money to give someone a $500 credit because then they have to spend $500 more to go anywhere. So they still make money, even if they have to hand out a free credit. And then they just tell that one person's like, too bad, you can't fly there, even though you already have plans and... That's well, a, I mean, first they offer like someone to give up their seat because there's always like many times there's like someone that wants to give up their they'll, seat. They'll like give up their seat and then they'll give them some money and then they'll give them a flight that's like three hours later mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Interesting. I feel like I'm giving away all of the airline industry secrets here. But yeah. Fuck those guys. It's like going to a doctor's office and having an appointment at 10 and then you sit there for 45 minutes mm-hmm. with all them yelling and crying, sniffling ass kids sitting there. Right. Playing with their little blocks and screaming. And it's like, motherfucker, don't. Give me my appointment at 10 and then make me sit in this office, in this lobby with all these sick kids for 45 minutes. It's bad news for Chris. Or sick adults. Yeah, any of them. But kids are sicker than adults. Well, actually, I've been around a lot of nasty adults, too. There's some grossies out there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, um, yeah, his flight that, well, so. Let's talk about the cab ride. Like, yeah, finally. starts out, yeah, him trying to get a cab. To get to the airport, and then he can't get a cab, and then he runs and chases with uh Let's talk about the lawyers. lawyers. The lawyer? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, this is my cab. He's like, no, this is my cab. And he's like, well, I'll give you 20 bucks for this cab. And he's like, well, no. He's like, okay, 50. And then he's like, well, if you can afford 50, you could afford 75, right? right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then he, does he give like 100 bucks or something? And then yeah. just, and then John Candy takes his cab, and then he's like, well... Just runs off. And he still takes his money. He's like, I'm a lawyer, man. What do you want? Get right. the fuck out of here. It's my money now. It's awesome. Yeah, I lawyered that money out of you. Um, but yeah, that's where they meet each other. John Candy kind of has this like <gasps> look on his face when Steve Martin opens the door. And he's like, this is my cab. And he's like, no, it's not. And then they drive off. And then, and then they're in the waiting room in the airport. Yeah, what's it called? Not the waiting room. It's just like the, the, the terminal. The terminal. Yeah, they're sitting in the terminal and he's like, they're eyeballing each other. You motherfucker, I know you. And John Candy's like, man, don't I know you? He's right. like, you want to grab a hot dog and a beer? Something? <laughs> He's you like, know? Did I sell you some fucking shower curtains? I know. I must know you from somewhere. He's like, yeah, you stole my cab. He's like, I've never stole a thing in my life. Right. And then he's like, hey, aren't you the guy who tried to steal my cab? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you scared the bejesus out of me or something. <laughs> Those guys played well off of each other. Yeah. I really love it. And uh, I guess that's kind of one thing that we have going for us like in a smaller area we never have to like fight for cabs or anything no i guess now uber and stuff is more popular but like 10 years ago going to vegas or whatever mm-hmm. you'd have to like wait in a line like they they kind of got it down to an art now you're like waiting in a line yeah but it's a quick line yeah but i mean uber took over the cab industry in vegas too so right for sure it's a lot cheaper mm-hmm. i mean the cabbies would they'd get you and they gotta make a living too you know yep anyways we're sitting on the airplane now right mm-hmm and he gets stuck next to John Candy. Yes. And he's like, John Candy's like, man, I just really don't like when people talk. So you let me know. You just 
bust me right in the chops if I talk too much <laughs> and everything, right? And then he just doesn't shut the fuck up at all. Just talk, 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 yep. And uh, he's not a bad dude, but like he says, he just keeps going. Yeah, he's just going. Unawaringly annoying. And then he takes his shoes off and takes his socks right. off. It's like, what the? That's like too much, man. I would never take my shoes off in an airplane. Even if we were like crashing down to the ground, I wouldn't take my shoes off. If we were crashing down to the ground, probably not, because what if I survived? I don't want to be shumps sh- without some shoes. Yeah, or... I don't want to be losing my shoes, too, you know? Mm-hmm. What if I'm the lone survivor out there? I'm not going to be taking... Well, I mean, I would, but I don't want to have to be taking some shoes off some dead bodies, right. you know? You never know. What if you pull their leg out of there and there's still a half a toe or something there? you got to dig in there and get it. It's bad you news. You never know. So. so, yeah, and then I guess there's a deleted scene on this, too, like, uh, not in the theatrical version and not in the version we watch, but like in an extended cut, I guess there's mm-hmm. a part like somebody sitting in front of them has long hair draped over the back of their seat and it gets down in Steve Martin's dinner. Oh, really? And like fucks up his brownie and then John Candy's like, oh, you're not going to eat that? You're not hungry? And like sifts through the hair and pulls the brownie out and eats it. Oh, nice. <laughs> Ridiculous. So, so, but yeah, they're flying, right? And then they're like, He's sitting in the middle, and two people, John Candy and the, the other passenger, are, like, asleep on Steve Martin's shoulders, and he's just sitting there like, fuck my life. And then John Candy wakes up, and he's like, I bet you we're not landing in Chicago, because it's fucking snowing like crazy. It's snowing like Antarctica out yeah. there. And then he calls, Steve Martin calls his wife, and she's like, she's like, where are you? And he's like, I'm in fucking, like, Wichita. Wichita. And she's like, well, Why? Why Why are you there? That's a real, <laughs> right. really stupid place to be. <laughs> She's like, you flew home from New York and you're in Wichita? Like, that's on the other side of Chicago. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, farther mm-hmm. down. You know, that's Kansas. Right. So I um, guess this story, this actually happened to John Hughes, and that's how he was inspired for this. He was, like, flying right. from New York and got diverted and stuck in Wichita, and it took him, like, 10 hours or two days or some an amount of time to get home where he was. So nice. that's where he got the idea for this movie. That makes sense. But... Um, but yeah, and then John Candy again, like, tells him, he's like, when you get off the plane, you should call and get a hotel that way, because otherwise you'll be screwed. And then, of course, he doesn't. And then, sure enough, he needed to get a hotel, because they all booked up. He's like, so you're saying we're going to be stuck in Wichita? And he's like, no, man, we are stuck in Wichita. Like, he was just being, like, real with him. (laughs) Yeah. Like, trying to tell him. And he's like, well, fuck it. And he says, oh, you got off the plane and called your wife. I got off the plane and called and booked a hotel. Mm -hmm. So... The owner's a buddy of mine. I sold him some shower curtain rods and shit, whatever. So if you uh, flip for the cab, I'll I'll make sure you get a room. Put in a good word for you. Yeah, he's a fleecer, man. He just gets people to buy stuff for him. He's a salesman. He's good at it. Um, Well, apparently this is going to be Corey talks about working in the airline industry podcast. But when I worked in the airline, because there would be cancellations all the time because Delta Airlines books out of like their hub is in Atlanta and Salt Lake. So there's lots of weather between the two cities. So things would get canceled all the time. So airlines will buy you a hotel if it's like a mechanical or if they're late because of a mechanical reason or like personnel. But if it's snow, they won't because that's like out of uh, their control. Out of their control. So they won't buy that. But we can rebook people like on different planes to try to get them around. Like maybe we could fly you from here to here to there. So what I would always do is when people would get stuck anywhere on the west coast or like in the midwest and they're trying to get somewhere i would always ask them like well you guys are going to be stuck overnight but would you rather be stuck in like duluth minnesota or las vegas 
and they'd be like, well, shit, man. You, you tell Send me, me to can, Minnesota. <laughs> you tell me I can get to Vegas, and I'll be like, well, I can reroute you. Like, there's a flight out of Vegas at 7 o'clock in the morning, so we, you could fly from uh, Salt Lake, because we can't get you to Chicago where you want to go, but you would fly from Salt Lake to Vegas, and then tomorrow, 7 o'clock in the morning, whatever, then you could fly direct from there to Chicago. Like, would you rather hang out in Vegas for the night or hang out in Salt Lake? And if they wanted to go to Vegas, and I was like, hell yeah. Nice. Bookie to ba- Vegas. I would do that for people all the time. I probably did it like a hundred times. Hooking some people up, huh? Yeah. It's awesome. How many people do you think didn't make their flight the next day because they were in Vegas? That's not my problem. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I used to fly out there like after my schedule shift. We'd get off work and then fly out and then hang out and then just fly back and then go back to work. It's awesome. Because it's like what? An hour long flight? 45 minutes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Super easy. That's awesome. Pretty cool, yeah. So, so yeah, here we are. There. What do you think about that cab that they got going? Yeah, they got like a weird like sex cab. Right. You got this greasy guy with like Mm -hmm. the dingleberries and shit hanging on there. Yeah, and he had like like car like um cutouts of like Playboy magazines and stuff. Right, like the centerfolds and shit all put in there, or the inserts that you would get from Mm -hmm. from like a dirty magazine. I don't know, but yeah. And so, would you ride that cab? No, no. I mean, probably, but I would be like. I'd like clean, I'd like wash my hands and wash my pants after, you know? <laughs> wash your pants because of all the... Yeah, I don't know what I sat in. Yeah. Oh, never mind. <laughs> so that's the dirty cab. Mm-hmm. Then we're moving on to the hotel and he's like, the owner's real cool. And he's like, yeah, we only got one room left, so whatever you guys are going to have to share. Right. He's like, that's cool. John Candy's like, yeah, we're buds. And Steve Martin's like, fuck. But, you know, what is he going to do? Sleep mm-hmm. out in the Sleep in the lobby? Cold? Probably not. So then they show up and they open the door and there's one, like, was it, it was not even a full-size bed. It was like a double, maybe? Yeah, it was like a full, maybe, or something. And so they're just staring. They're looking around, looking around. And he's like, uh, you want a shower? And he's like, no! <laughs> <laughs> that part was so funny. <laughs> no, I don't mean together. Like, do you want to take a shower, like, first if you want <laughs> And he like cons him in there, goes in there and gets in the shower. Mm-hmm. So then he's like, oh, fuck, this is my bed now. Yeah. Jumps in. Pulls out his pillow and starts vibrating and puts his beer on there. Yeah, and then puts the money in the vibrating bed. But then at some point, he obviously snuck into the bathroom, right? Yeah, he had to have. Because Steve Martin's in there mm-hmm. and then he gets out and then the bathroom is trashed. Mm-hmm. It's like, when did this motherfucker sneak in there? Right. And I loved it because he's in the shower, getting all soapy and everything, trying mm-hmm. to just deal with his shit yeah and then the water shuts off on him right and then he's got soap on his face and then it turns back on and it's either really hot or really cold because he's like and then he gets out and right like there's all the towels are sopping wet Mm -hmm. yeah that's like one thing about me like i mean like some people have said that i've got superpowers and other people have said i don't but like one one thing about me like i don't care like I, I can guarantee beyond a shadow of a doubt if I'm ever in the shower and then someone comes in and fucks up the bathroom while I'm in the shower, I'll know. Like that I'm just good at that. Like, oh, there's someone in this tiny room with me. Yep. Right, I know. for sure. Because the barrier in between you is like just yeah, a piece of plastic. It's impossible for someone of John Candy's stature to sneak in and fuck up an entire bathroom while you take a shower and you not notice. Right. And he probably even took a shit while he's in there or mm-hmm. something too, you know? What if you like <laughs> Rubbed one out. Oh, shit. That, oh, that kind of reminded me. This movie, it's fucked up that you brought that. That's what it reminded me. <laughs> but, so, John, not John, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Are and Jack Galifianakis. Sure. 
They made a movie. Yep, I remember it. I never saw it, but I remember it. Similar to this, like the same concept. Yeah. Where they're traveling, it's called, whatever it's called, the fucking driving. Somebody's getting married or something, and but anyways. Oh wait, I did see that movie. And so, like Zach, Ga- Zach yep. Galifianakis, yeah, his character is real annoying. Sure, kind of like John Candy mm-hmm. in this. And so, at one point, they're sleeping in the car, and John, uh, Robert Downey Jr. is in the back seat, and right. then he just hears like the <laughs> in the front, <laughs> and I'm like, that is fucked up to put in a movie, right? Why would you say that? Yeah, I don't know, man. Like. John Hughes, he he didn't like put it in there, but he also like didn't like he left it up to the imagination, you know? right? Because I guess our mind went there. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, we're fucked up anyway, so we just know how um, Howard Hughes do. And, yeah, and we, I guess we just under, we have an understanding of like reality mm-hmm. and life. You know what's going to happen. It's like that's probably going to happen. You know, so it actually would never happen. By the way, yeah, that's <laughs> like just true. if I was ever stuck in a hotel with a stranger. <laughs> so then they go to bed. Eventually, right? Mm-hmm. And then... Unless they were hot. <laughs> <laughs> so then they're laying in bed. Okay. And then he's bitching because obviously he left the beer on the vibrating bed and the beer exploded. Right. So now he's sleeping in beer, right? Yeah. He's like, I got beer ass now because your fucking ass made it all explode. He's like, well, how was I supposed to know it was going to explode? Like, Steve Martin. He's like, you left it on a vibrating bed. Well, there is that. So I love it. Like, this is where... It goes over the top for me because mm-hmm. I could not handle it. Like, I would have lost my shit, too, like Steve Martin did. Yeah. He was a real dick right here, but it's like he said what I would have said, too. Because he's just laying in bed, and he's just, like, sniffing and oh, clearly yeah, he's throwing doing a like, hack in and yeah, blah, 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 you know? And then it goes on for, like, good 30 seconds or 60 so seconds or whatever. I was uncomfortable a lot listening to it. I was like, this has to stop. <laughs> and so finally he just shoots out of bed, and then he's getting dressed. And then Steve Martin goes off. I love it. It's so good because he just continues to go mm-hmm. on. It's like a three-minute monologue about how annoying John Candy is, and then, but like, so there's two things. Two things before that, like when he gets up and like starts to talk about how annoying he is, John Candy's like, "Well, I have to clear my sinuses because otherwise I'll be snoring all night." Like, <laughs> it's just funny how he delivers that line. But then at the end, like. Because Steve Martin says, like, how annoying. Like, I, at one point, you were telling me one of your stories, and I was reading the throw-up bag. Like, you know, just be... And then, like, John Candy, he's just like, well, if you want to try to hurt me, then go ahead. (laughs) I love it, too, because he's like, I could go to an insurance convention for, like, three days (laughs) and be okay because I know nil whatever. Right. (laughs) He's like, well, you can just be a cynic then. Mm -hmm. I love it, but... It's just like the... The insult was just like so big and it, like so sweeping and drastic that it didn't even process. He's just like, well, if you want to be rude to me, then I guess you, that's your own thing. <laughs> like, I'm going to bed. Go sleep in the lobby. That's all that didn't even bother him. It probably like bothered him so deeply that it didn't bother him. But I mean, we don't know this yet, but he's got a really troubled life and that's probably why. Right. And he's just sitting there. Sitting, like it almost looks like he's going to cry mm-hmm. kind of. And then he's like, well, I guess you're mean. I'm going to bed. And then he crawls back into bed with him. Mm-hmm. And then it fast forward. And then they get robbed. Oh, yeah. Then the guy sneaks in like with the little switchblade, just opens the door and is like, oh, your money, your money, out the door. Yep. So then they wake up the next morning. What do you think of that? That part's awesome. And uh, John Candy kisses um, his ear, um, Steve Martin's ear, and then he smiles. And then he's like, wait a second. He's like, Neil, why did you kiss my ear? And he's like, oh, no. <laughs> he's like, why are you hold my hand? But I love this part because he's like, Where's your other hand? He's like, it's in between these two pillows. Right. He's like, there's no pillows down there. 
<laughs> then they jump up and it throws a classic line. So, uh, what about that football game? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like all manly. Yeah, the bears are going the whole way. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to go do some man shit, you know? Right. <laughs> Dude, how many times have you and I shared a hotel bed? Uh, I don't know, at least once. At least like 10 times. Yeah, multiple times. Right. Remember that time that um, we went to a convention and then we um, shared a bed and then you... Um, took some Ambien and then you went and like tried to play a game by yourself and then hurt yourself. Oh yeah. Well, to be fair, we had separate beds that night. There was two beds. No, there wasn't. Yeah, there was. Unless I imagine there was. There was not bed. two beds. There was one bed. Hmm. I think there was two. But it was two bedrooms. Dan, the third person with us, was in his own bedroom, and then we were in the master suite, which had one bedroom. Nope. Yeah. Because I woke up naked. <laughs> I know this. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. <laughs> uh, oh, what the fuck's wrong with you? I think that now would be a good time for a commercial break. Probably. What do you think? That's probably a good time. All right, now we are back. Yep. And uh, before we get back into planes, trains, and automobiles, I'm going to throw a movie at you, which I haven't seen in a while, but I remember a lot about it. Okay. And I'm hoping that you do too, but you might not. Who knows? About it's to a find out. Badass movie with a handful of nerdy kids that just want to fucking go to the show, live the life they want. Oh man, I already know what it is. And it's also about the best band you'll yeah. ever hear. I have only seen half the movie actually. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Detroit we're, Rock City. Yep, we're talking yep. about Detroit Rock City. Tell me what you think. I think of what you know. And they, then audience, we're watching this movie because. Yeah. Fuck Corey. It's basically like, I think of the movie as like um, Dazed and Confused, if Dazed and Confused was a car ride movie in the 90s. Makes sense. Or the 80s. Makes sense. They're just like, it's a bunch of kids who want to get to Detroit to go see Kiss and then like some crazy things happen, right? Right. And then it's fun and funny and they sing No Sleep Till Brooklyn. No Sleep Till Brooklyn. Don't they sing that song in that movie? I don't know. I don't remember. So basically they have the tickets. Yeah. And then one of the kids' moms is like a super religious freak. Mm-hmm. And I've she, heard this story before. Yeah, she finds the tickets in his pants as she's watching them, and so she burns them in the school. Ah. And so then they don't have tickets to get there. Then they win tickets on the radio, radio contest. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember how they lose the tickets then. Like, they don't show up in time to get them or something. And they're like, fuck it, let's just go see if we can scalp some tickets or whatever, right? Right. And so they all go their separate ways. One guy kind of gets beat up by Sancho and his little brother. One guy goes and does a strip tease, tease for Shannon Tweed. Um, one guy goes, finds his not girlfriend, but, but hooks up with her in a confessional booth. And the other guy goes and makes friends with a bunch of dogs at a junkyard. Something like that. Nice. So then they all come back together and nobody has any tickets, but they're going to watch fucking Kiss right. in Detroit. Right. And so their big... The Rock City. Yeah. So their big plan is like, let's beat the shit out of each other and say somebody mugged us and took our tickets and they have to let us in, right? Hell yes. So they fuck each other up, like straight up like well on each other. All right. And then they go to security and they're like, look, man, they fucking beat us up and took our tickets. And uh, security guard's like, no, you guys made this up. And then he like spits up a bunch of blood. He's like, you fucking kidding me, man? Look at us. And so then Sancho and his little buddies come by Mm -hmm. and then the one guy that got beat up by them. He's like, look, man, that guy, 
he fucking took our tickets. If you look in his wallet, you've got my Kiss Army ID and four tickets and 200 bucks or whatever. Right. And so, because they fucking beat him up and robbed him. Mm-hmm. And so then they're like, oh, yep, this is true. And then they took all of his, all, they took their tickets and gave them to these guys and whatnot. Oh, nice. but, and then they got in. But yeah, it's like a kind of like a coming to age, like break away, get to the concert. Like I could imagine us doing that. Like if we right. grew up in the 70s. For sure, this would be us. Awesome. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like Euro Trip too. Yeah, because it's a different, like it's a different time, man. There's no mm-hmm. internet. There's no cell phones. They're, like, I remember when I bought my Kiss tickets because mm-hmm. you didn't go to Kiss, did you? Nope. I think it was me and Dan. And you remember Curtis Horn? Nope. I didn't think so, but yeah, he went with us. Me and Dan and Curtis, and it was '99, I think. So when they and, were like seventy. Yeah, this was their. Not their farewell tour, maybe it was, but it was their get back together tour because they got back together for um, Psycho Circus. Then no, it actually was their first retirement tour. So twenty one years ago, when they retired the first time, right? I literally had to get on the phone and start calling. Like I would, I had my number set in the eight hundred number set in mm-hmm. on d- dial. I would dial and it would go to a busy signal. I'd hang up, dial, hang up. I think I did it for like forty five minutes. Before you got through. And then I got through and bought the tickets. Nice. Do you remember, did you ever, do you, what the fuck do kids like do call nowadays? Him. Yeah. Yeah, I used to call on the radio stations and try to win stuff all the time. Well, this wasn't calling and winning. This was just buying the or tickets. just buying them, Because it was like the Kiss Farewell Tour. Like, that fucker sold out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I stood in line to buy tickets at, like, Smith's Ticks um, for, like, big concerts and stuff. I too. actually kind of miss those days, mm-hmm. you know, like. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, now all the tickets just get bought bought by like scalpers, and then they raise the price immediately. Right. They well, they'll allocate so many. I guess I don't know. Like speaking of that, uh, you remember Steve, mm-hmm. our good friend? He went and watched. Um, who's that fucking country guy that's married to Gwen now? Uh, Blake Shelton. Yeah, he got Blake Shelton tickets uh, about a year ago or something like that. And mm-hmm. I was like, first I was like, dude, why are you getting Blake Shelton tickets? And he's like, because he's good. And I'm like, At sure. What? Okay. Sure, Steve. And so he spent like 300 bucks on these tickets, right? Because mm-hmm. his girlfriend at the time, fiance now, congratulations, really liked Blake Shelton. And then like a week before the concert, he's like, look, man, I could sell these tickets for $2,000. I was like, fucking sell them. Right. He's like, no, she really wants to see them. I'm like, dude, it's $2,000. Just be like, uh, something happened. And I got called into work. Now we can't go. It's like you... Bought them for three hundred and you sell them for two thousand. She won't be mad. Yeah, just buy her something. Nice. Give her a thousand dollars. I mean, you could have just been like, "Oh, I got called into work," <laughs> right? But I mean, like at the same time, you know, maybe they had a great time. So. They did. So, it's anyways, awesome. uh, when I when our friend Adrian and I bought uh, my Chemical Romance tickets for their reunion tour, which was supposed to be in Vegas of uh, this year. In July, or no, it was, no, it was in October, actually. It's supposed to be this October, but um, RIP COVID on that, so it's getting pushed back. But we tried to buy them in Denver, and they released at, like, noon Mountain Time, and then they were sold out by, like, 30 seconds in. I think and that the there's, like, happened. AI bots and stuff now mm-hmm. that just, like, get it. Well, these, so the thing that about Denver, they would only let you buy one ticket. So they had the bots to where you couldn't do that because you can only buy one ticket. But then I was like, how, 
Like we're gonna go. You to should that be concert. able to at least buy two. Yeah, but Denver had it where you could only buy one. I was like, the fuck. So then we ended up buying in Vegas instead, and mm-hmm. we got those. And we got okay seats, but they were still expensive and sold out like immediately too. You know, nice. it's just like uh, like Bonnaroo and like uh, Burning Man and all those like big festivals. Those things sell out like literally in one second as soon as the tickets go live. It's crazy. Well, you know what that is? That's totally the nineties. Yep. Detroit Rock City. Also, Kiss is not the best band ever. Count but they are one of the best. But they are the best. Top three. All right. So we're back in the planes and trains and automobile land. So I kind of want to jump around a little bit on this. Get out of your seat I, and jump around. Jump, jump around. Jump, jump, jump. I could either go there or um, crisscross, and I went with House of Pain instead of crisscross. What's the difference? Every time the House of Pain one comes on, I think it's crisscross. But I don't even know that I've ever heard the crisscross one. Really? Maybe. Fuck if I know. <laughs> Wait, or is it? Does House of Pain one kind of sound like Cypress Hill? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm on board now. I'm sure I've heard it all. But anyways, um, this movie is rated R. Mm-hmm. And there's they say fuck ten thousand times. There's only one one minute long, and it, I guess if you time it, it's exactly one minute from the first fuck to the last fuck. Really. If you took that entire thing out, they say that this movie probably could be like PG. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that one that scene one for a little bit. That part was great, yeah. Because I guess Steve Martin, they pitched this movie to him, uh-huh. and he read two scenes. The scene with in the car where the seat was all fucked up, where he's like, burr, burr, mm-hmm. up, down, up, down, up, down. And then he read the scene where he's chewing out the uh, car, car rental. Lady. And he's like, fuck it, I'll do this movie. I love it already. Right. So... Let's talk about the car rental scene because when we were watching, you're like, "Oh fuck, that's our podcast." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, seriously, <laughs> like just unnecessarily saying the f word a million times. Yeah, it was so funny, and um, like that's how people are. Like you, like people set aside like all rationale when they're traveling, and then like turn into like crazy mean monster people, you know. And that's kind of like what he did. Like it wasn't really her fault, but he was just like pissed. And know? he's been through a pile of shit too, right. you know. And he kind of took it all out on mm-hmm. her. And that's what happens to those people in those positions. But yeah, he's just like, I want a fucking car, four wheels. I don't and, care if it's a fucking yeah. Toyota, a fucking Camry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then just f this, f that, you f it. And then she's like, Oh, can I see your rental agreement? And he's like, I threw it away. I threw she's that like, in the fucking garbage. She's like, Oh, well then you're fucked. <laughs> Which is awesome. It's like because nowadays, like you'll have it on your email on your mm-hmm. phone or whatever now. But back then, it's like you keep that fucking paper. Yeah, that's what you got. And. He didn't, because it showed him. He, like, fucking drop-kicked yeah, it. Yeah, he it, yeah, or drop-kicked it, yeah. And so, so yeah, that like, that move, that scene mm-hmm. actually made it rated R. Yeah, it's like, it it didn't, it wouldn't even be a Howard Hughes movie. Like, I bet you wrote it, and he's like, something's missing. He's like, oh, I know. And he's just like, F this, F that, F that, you know, like, he's like, perfect. Now it's got my seal of approval. <laughs> right, he makes this whole, like three hour long movie and it's shit and he's like i'll put this one 60 second thing in there Mm -hmm. academy awards yeah he's like he was having an off day he's like well i wrote this script and it's gonna be like one of the greatest movies ever probably um but it's kind of missing something but he's kind of like having an off weekend like he's up at the cottage you know and he's like he's like i mean it's another great movie but it doesn't have my signature you know and he ran out of cigarettes or something yeah but then like midnight he wakes up like in a cold sweat and he's like i know uh, the car that they'll drive has got a bunch of titty pictures in it, and then 
Um, I'll have John Candy shove his hand up Steve Martin's ass, and then we'll say fuck 300 times. Boom. <laughs> and guess Solid what? gold. Here we are, 30-something <laughs> years later, talking yeah. about it. And then his wife, his wife's just like, that's why you're a genius, honey. And he's like, that's why I married you, you know? And then like, I like, know. She now stuck your, stick your hand right between these pillows. It's <laughs> 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 fucked up. It's funny that we both had the same joke. <laughs> <laughs> so that leads me on to my next favorite part. Okay. Because obviously Steve Martin kind of loses his shit on a lot of people. Right. And then the next person he loses his shit on is the guy that's like hailing the cabs for him. Mm-hmm. He's like, I need a fucking cab right now. He's like, look, man, chilly down. And then he kind of loses it on him, right? Mm-hmm. And so the guy just straight up like fucking punches, him, right punches him, right? Boom. And then he almost gets ran over. But then John Candy is Neil, right? Yeah. Neil jumps out and he's like, oh, fuck, that's my friend. I almost killed him. I'm glad. Blah, blah, blah. And then he gets in an argument with the cab, the cab guy. Yep. The cab hailer. What would you call those guys? Like a cab attendant. Cab attendant. Nice. And he's like, I'm going to move my car. You take care of my friend because he's obviously hurt. Whatever. He didn't see him get punched. Right. And then he grabs him straight up by the balls. Balls and pulls him up. Yeah. And then John Candy's like, I've never seen anybody get moved by their testicles before. <laughs> uh, and then he, he's all talking with a high voice. He's huh? all squeaking and shit. It's awesome. Well, I think this is a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, that was pretty funny. And it's funny because you like, when we watched Untouchables last week, you joked around like, wouldn't that be funny if he was talking with a high voice after Sean Connery like punched him in the junk? Right. And then like that actually did happen in this movie instead. <laughs> it was just wait, a week too late. It's like we can foresee the future, you <laughs> mm-hmm. know? So if we tell you to buy stock in something, that's Brims. basically the 80s. <clears throat> oh. Oh. Mops. Yeah. Mops. <laughs> Go ahead and do that. <laughs> so what was your favorite part of the movie? Um, definitely when the cop, like what we played at the start of it, when the cop pulls him over. Oh, fuck that yes. I love so it so funny. much. Because they're like driving, well, they're like driving in the car, the rental car. And then John Candy's all screwing around with the seats. Like, I can never get comfortable. And he's like, I don't care. And he's like, well, I can't take my shoes off. And he's like, leave your shoes on. <laughs> and then, um, then John Candy's driving. He's smoking the whole thing throughout the whole movie and he throws a cigarette in the back and then so you're like you know the car's gonna start on fire at some point right right a little foreshadowing there and then they drive the wrong way down the freeway and almost get in a wreck and all well i guess they kind of do um but well because he gets his arm stuck remember he's oh yeah hot yeah 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 and he gets one arm stuck Uh uh-huh and then he gets the other arm stuck. Yeah, and he's all trying. And I was like, why, did, why wouldn't you just stop the car and then like undo your thing? But he's just like swerving all over the place. And Steve Martin stays asleep the right, whole the time. The whole time, yeah. I could not sleep. Like and that. I love it because when he finally stops, Steve Martin wakes up and he's like, oh, we almost hit a deer. He's like, oh, mm-hmm. it's he's fucking like, hot in here, man. Why don't you take yeah, off your park? why don't you take off your park? <laughs> so good. <laughs> it's so funny, yeah. Oh, man. This movie's got so many like one-liners. It's just... In just genius but yeah so they almost get in that wreck and then like all their luggage goes flying and everything and so then they go over and get it and isn't that when is that when he punches um neil when steve martin punches neil in the stomach yeah like, like they're dragging their shit off of the mm-hmm. highway and then he like fucking sucker punches him yeah. right in the guts he's like you could have killed me you could have killed me punch me punch in the guts me like without that. me preparing but then the car just bursts in flames and they both just start laughing about it like what are you gonna do <laughs> like i point? like it because they're sitting on the trunk and like one turns around and looks then the other one does and then they both they just both the... like look back and like mm. like that 
actually, I I would not expect anything less. You know? Right at this point, like, yep, that's definitely on fire. So then, fast forward, the fucking car is burned up, mm-hmm. and they're driving down the road onto your favorite scene. Yeah, and then the cop pulls them over, and it's just John Candy the way that he delivered that whole. All the lines of that are so funny. Like, do you know how fast you're going? He's like, well, you know what? <laughs> actually, no, actually, I was, I was just talking to my friend here. There's no way that we could tell with any statistical uh, accuracy. <laughs> because, the, And he's like, you don't have any mirrors on the outside. He's like, yeah, no, we lost those. <laughs> we lost that too. And he's like, and the gauges don't work. Not a one. <laughs> Not a one. But the radio. But the radio. Funny enough, the radio works just fine. <laughs> and the cop's like, do you feel this vehicle is safe? He's like, yeah, you know, I really do. <laughs> I mean, she don't she don't look like much, but she'll get you where you're going, and I truly believe that. <laughs> He's like, sir, I'm uh, just going to ask you, please don't tow this vehicle because I got to get my friend to town. Right. And I was like, fucking towing it, <laughs> just tows it. <laughs> God, that was so funny. Like, that's just there's not many people in the world that could deliver like a scene like that. John Candy was one of those that could just. Yeah, the way that he just says that. Like, none of the dials work. Yeah, not a one. Not a one. <laughs> He's just confident. He's yeah. So, yeah. yeah, none of them. He's cool, collected, just like, I'm just going to sit here and deliver this because he's, he's that salesman, you know? Right. But the cop just wasn't buying in, in, into any of the, the fucking salesman stuff that day, mm-hmm. you know? Because cops are cynical too, you know? Right. So they're like... But yeah, that's the end of the car. Well, I guess they, they still... Or yeah, that is the end of the car. Then it gets um, impounded and then... Is that when they get in the back of the truck with that one weird guy? No, that was that was before that. That was the first hotel. Oh yeah. Then after this, I think they end up they're in the the semi truck. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The truck driver pulls up. And he's like, "You got us a ride," and he's like, "Yeah," but the truck driver he gets uh gets creeped out about people being in the front seat. So then they're freezing in the back mm-hmm. of the fridge, which truck. is weird because he was in the front seat when he pulled up. That's what I thought too, but I thought maybe well, just maybe it's only a couple feet or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But yeah, they ride a semi truck and then then they ride a bus. No, then they ride a train. The bus was in the middle somewhere too. Well, I think we skipped past it mm-hmm. because at some point they end up on the train that breaks down. Right. And then the conductor's like, "Well, if you walk through this snowy field for like a mile and a half, there's a road there. There's a truck that'll pick you up. Yeah. And then you can go wherever. And then also they were on a bus." And then they were singing songs on the bus, right? Right. And then Steve Martin's like, oh, I got one. And he busts out some like classic opera or something. I don't even know what it was. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, like, the fuck? The fuck? And then so Neil has to save the day again. Flintstones. Like, yeah. So. But, yeah. So where should we go from here? What do you think? So then we end up, let's go to the act. Like, they've been through all of this. Mm-hmm. And then later they're talking like, yeah, this has been horrible. But, you know, they kind of do become friends. And he's like, well, you know, this will be a story. We'll probably have laughs about it later or whatever mm-hmm. and you know so back up a little in the hotel when they get the car burnt down and then they're finally just sitting there they're like having the tequila shots and the oh, rum yeah, shots yeah. and everything and he's like well you know at least we got one thing going for us you know we'll always have a wonderful lady to grow old with you know mm-hmm. and uh so then that's kind of a little bit of foreshadowing also right because this movie ends up like all this crazy shit, laughing, hysteria, bad shit, everything. And then at the end of the movie, it ends up fucking destroying your life. Mm-hmm. You know, like depressing, like heartbreaking. Right. Like that's that's Howard Hughes. Like that's yeah, he's the good at pulling core the heartstrings of it. too. Yeah. He's like, I'll fuck you up with this whole movie and we'll just have a whole movie about bad travel that you can relate to. And then all of a sudden, he's going to throw that bomb at you. Like, mm-hmm. does all that shit really matter? Like, what is important to you, you know? Right. 
Yeah, and that, like, when I was watching the movie, I was kind of, because I, because we both had admitted we've never seen it before, um, but there's a couple different times. Like, he mentions, like, in the John Candy, he says, well, I haven't been home in years, and he's like, oh, it's just a figure of speech, and then, but he's got the picture of his wife and stuff, but then when Steve Martin gets the hotel room by himself, this is the second night hotel, then that's when they end up drinking together later but he's like sitting in the burned down car by himself and he's like talking to his wife i guess but he's like oh you know i finally find someone whose company i enjoy and then what do i do i go and mess it up you know and so like when he was talking like that i was like i wonder so then at that point i was like i wonder if they're like divorced because he's saying like oh you know you've been telling me like i'm so annoying all the time and i finally find someone whose company i enjoy and i go and mess it up again so to me it was kind of sounding like maybe they were split up because he was like so overbearing and annoying that he like pushed her away too right so but then if i would have been thinking about it i could have point i could have picked out like oh she must be gone and you know it's freaking john hughes like Mm -hmm. everything he writes his movies in like eight minutes but he does have a lot of like deeper meanings and Mm -hmm. there's a lot of stuff that you could really pick these apart like if we really wanted to sit here and analyze all this we probably could right but i also love the fact that um like we've made up so many stories about john hughes that number one like that we just like pass through them as if they're fact like we state that he like writes his movies in eight minutes which is (laughs) like probably not true at all but we just talk about how he does that like writes him in eight minutes like through all of our podcasts well this movie i want to say he wrote the entire first writing of this in like less than three days right or something like that you know i just love that we've like created this cameo for this man that like it's truth because we know the real shit you know but yeah like i mean feel free to bring howard hughes online and tell us that we're wrong yeah actually do that bring him on our podcast we'll be famous yeah ghostbusters what if he just, like, he came on the podcast and just, like, all he said was fuck 20 times and then peaced out? For one minute, just right. chewed us out for that how was, stupid we are. That was, uh, that's basically the 80s from Beyond the Grave. Peace. Um, but yeah, then, so, they finally get to Chicago, and then they get on, like, the electronic train, and then he's like, fucking see you later, man, I'm gonna go get some Thanksgiving dinner, and then he's driving in his train, and he's thinking to himself, and he's like, wait a second. And that's when it all kind of... Yeah. Light bulbs. He's like, this motherfucker didn't even live in Chicago. And then he runs to the train station. He's like, what are you doing here? And then John Candy finally, he knows he's caught. He's like, I haven't been home in years. She died eight years ago. And then he's like, oh, fuck. And that's when it's all like, like he probably saved John Candy's life. Like, cause I, like I get the sense that John Candy like doesn't have a home. He's just been flying around the country, just selling these fucking shower rings to people and like just staying in hotels like for right and then all he has in that trunk is a pillow mm-hmm. a picture of his wife and then that giant hair dryer yep so i think that's his whole life you know right. <laughs> the giant hair dryer from space balls <laughs> yes that's his whole life oh fuck that's um messed up it's funny though but uh yeah so he's just like Fuck it, you're coming home to Thanksgiving with us. So then he goes back to um, his house with him. Mm-hmm. And a quick cool fact about that is, because I brought up, I was like, oh, is that the Home Alone house? Uh-huh. Which it wasn't. No. But the scene where they built that house, because that house actually was not like a house. That actually, they built that set. Okay. And it costed like a hundred grand to build that house in like five months. And I guess the people that produced the movie or whatever were fucking pissed. But, you know, it worked. 
Right. But I guess it was just, it was in the same area, just like one town over from where the house was in Home Alone. Oh, nice. So it is the same area, whatnot, but but I think John Hughes was like from Chicago, so most of his stuff was based around that area. Or... That makes sense. So, anyway, since it's our Thanksgiving episode, you got any cool Thanksgiving stories? Or um, like family stories or whatever, because it's kind of like a time where people get together and just eat a lot of food and yeah. Yeah, food. I don't know. I think uh, I don't really have any like iconic or like really awesome memories from Thanksgiving. I just always really like Thanksgiving because it kind of sets the tone for Christmas coming up and everything. And it's yeah, I like the whole like family get-togethers and good food and everything. I think that uh, I don't know. Like, what are you, what are you big on as far as like what's your favorite Thanksgiving food? My favorite Thanksgiving food has always been the mashed potatoes and gravy, but I like to throw that corn in there with it. Like, I'll get that corn and I'll fucking throw it on top of the mashed potatoes and the gravy. Like, I'll make a little, like a mashed potato volcano. Yeah. And then I'll fill it full of gravy and then I'll pile a bunch of corn kernels on top of it. It's like a little little piece of scenery. Like, you can see little cavemen walking around, Mm -hmm. some little dinosaurs and stuff on there. It's like, it's it's pretty fucking cool. It's a good thing. Um... What's your favorite pie? Um, I really, you know, I love pie. Mm-hmm. But there's two different kinds of pies, I think. Like, I think you got to have a favorite warm pie mm-hmm. and, and then, then a cold cold pie. Yeah, I think banana cream is my favorite cold. And see, I would, it depends on how it's made. Cold, I go between banana cream and coconut cream. I love both of those. I don't like coconut. Probably mostly banana cream. And then my favorite warm pie, I think I got to go with apple pie. I'm going with pumpkin. I love pumpkin pie too, though. Mm-hmm. The other day, my brother-in-law was like, "You guys ever had?" He was talking to me and my sister, and he's like, "You guys ever had pecan pie? That's the best in the world." And I was like, "No, because do you know why? That's bullshit. I only eat pumpkin pie." Actually, you know what? Now that you mention it, I'm on board with your uh, brother. Mm-hmm. Fucking pecan pie is good. I I tried a little bit of it, um, but let me tell you what pecan pie is. Pecans, lots of sugar. sugar. Uh huh. That's all. Yeah, it's like just diabetes yeah pie. but it's fucking good but i mean like pumpkin pie pumpkin pie is all about that whipped cream because you just like put a fuckload of whipped cream on it and then that's why you love that too that's so right it just depends on all those things you know and you know the pumpkin pie made right is really good too mm-hmm. fuck man i just love pie like i could eat pie <laughs> i could eat pumpkin pie i could eat key lime pie i could eat pistachio cream pie Ooh, that's a good one I could eat just, you fucking give me some pie. Yeah, give me pistachio. a meat pie. I don't care. Pistachio cream pie, yep. Um, give me a sweet potato pie. I'll fucking eat that too. Hell you yeah. give me chicken pot pie. Probably going to eat that. Anything, it, you just call it a pie, I'll probably pie eat it. It's good. Yeah, it's just a hearty <laughs> meal and it's good. Um, what about light meat or dark meat? Turkey. Uh, dark meat. Yeah. I like them both. But, but dark, dark meat better, yeah. So dark meat the day of. And then light meat leftovers for the sandwiches later. later. Hell yeah! I just like fucking like toast your bread a little bit, mm-hmm. put a shitload of mayonnaise on there. Yep. And then that turkey, and just be eating it. And then you just then you're napping good the next day. Yeah, you gotta sleep for days. Oh, what about deviled eggs? Yep. Fuck yes, I Give love deviled eggs. Give me them all. Eggs. Every deviled egg in town. So one time I made deviled eggs, mm-hmm. and I didn't have any paprika. I was like, fuck, what am I supposed to do now? I put chili powder on it, like. Same color, people won't notice. Right. I actually got compliments on it. Really? Yeah. Nice. So if you ever in a bind, throw some chili powder on your just toss that chili egg. powder on and you're good to go. Yeah, I like that. That's pretty cool. Um, what else? What's another iconic thing? Oh, stuffing or no stuffing? Mm. I love stuffing too. I used to hate it, but now I love it. I love it, 
But I've had some shit stuffing too. You got to get that good shit. You got to get that fucking boxed stove top. Yeah. Or the other kinds too. <laughs> or other. Yeah. I don't know. I, I really like stuffing too, but. I don't like homemade stuffing. I just really like the boxed like stovetop stuffing. Like it's I been forever really since I've had that. Like so, I can't even remember the last time I had stuffing. Fuck, we need to have some stuffing too. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All it is is like bread, crunchy bread. Seasoning. Some seasoning and moisture. Cook it with some water. Mm-hmm. So that's it. That's all you need. Now, last I think the last item is um, ham or no ham on Thanksgiving. Oh man! Yeah, actually, you know what? I will ninety-five percent of the time take a honey glazed ham over turkey. Hell yeah! But I'm less of a bird eater. I like fucking steak. I like prime rib. I it's like true. ribs. I like pork. Yeah. I like bird. Mm-hmm. But fuck, you show up with a honey glazed ham. You're about that life. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's and it's actually true because I came over to record this while you guys were eating dinner and you were sitting there eating some chicken and you're like, what the fuck's up with these birds, man? What do you think? And you're like <laughs> asking your wife what she thought was up with birds. <laughs> and then I was yelling about how they were part of the bourgeoisie <laughs> and everything and they're all spies. And um, yeah, so I mean, that's like, that's not even just a front. Like this motherfucker is not about that birds. I'm like, who do, who do you think was the first person to eat a bird? And Carrie's like, I don't know, somebody who's hungry? <laughs> Teddy Roosevelt or some shit. <laughs> Charles Dickens. <laughs> Charles Dickens. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, you guys should definitely get on to iTunes. Yeah. And leave us a review. Leave us a review with your favorite type of Thanksgiving food. And send us some DMs on Instagram and Twitter. Shout us out there. Share us with your friends. You know, we're lighthearted. We swear a little bit and we're a little bit jacked up, but, you know, it's... Nothing you haven't said or thought of. We just want to make the world smile. And uh, ooh, what about, um, I had something. What was it? Patreon? Uh, yep. Our Patreon is going strong. We got some great stuff happening over there. And you, and you can get on there and get some gear. We're getting oh, yeah. our, we're going to get our new logo uploaded. We've got that done. Hell yeah. And uh, you can get some stickers and some coffee cups and yep. You know, all that good all shit. That shit. Cool. So what are we watching? What, what do we got coming down the pipeline? Uh, we're actually going to move on to Christmas season. Hell yeah. Yeah, we're going to do a special Patreon exclusive again for Christmas. Right. Um, that one's going to be another 90s movie. Nice. Home Alone. Hell Also yes. another John Hughes exclusive. Yep. Featuring John Candy. True. And then we are going to do a Halloween special. Not Halloween. Not Halloween special. Fuck a Christmas special. Yep. That's going to come out on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember what that one's going to be? A Christmas story. Nope. Something else. It's got not Angelina Jolie. Oh yeah, yeah. Bad Santa. Yep. Yes, Bad Santa. That's going to be great. Yeah. So it's going to be our first one because that came out in the two thousands, didn't it? Mm-hmm. And so we're going to be doing that. Our first two thousands movie. Yeah. And then we've got a couple Christmas movies we're going to do. Between now and Christmas time. Yeah, we're just going festive as fuck. That's right. We're not doing The Grinch. No, that's not a movie we're doing. Or Santa Claus with that fucking Tim Tim the Tool Man Taylor. I was going to say Tim Burton. I was like, wait a second. (laughs) Tim the Tool Man. Um, I mean, unless people want us. Like, if there's demand and people say, like, you have to talk about The Grinch. Like, if there's a market for us to talk for an hour about The Grinch and then make stupid jokes then we'll do it i just be you just got to tell us yeah so 
Um, so do you know, you got anything else before we tell them what we're watching next week? Um, nope. So what are we watching? We're going to jump in hard. Yep. Our first Christmas movie is going to be a Phoebe Kate special. Yep. Not her best role, but maybe Fast her best Times movie. at Gremlins High. <laughs> That's right. We're doing Gremlins. You know what that is? That's basically the 80s. 